higher fidelity. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Where the hell have, where the hell have we been, Loka? Yeah, people will notice that there was a, a, a dip in transmission of last month's uh, episode just literally because just cause Jack McGee's episode needed to, give, needed to give it time to properly digest to ferment to ferment yeah and it's now nicely pickled mm. but yeah we are back this is episode 31 31 31 it's very weird wow. it's a lot of episodes there's a lot of shy talk wow. it's been, and now considering all the episodes are like in and around 45 to a minute to like an hour long or so we are now like well past that this would take it longer than an entire day to listen to Oh, yeah, 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 that's mad. Drop in the comments. Do you want to do an all day higher fertility? <laughs> Drop. <laughs> Drop in the comment section on Spotify. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's me and Becky here. Uh, Pete, that's that's who I am, and we have got Becky here. Our the the first two we've had in a while, and your first solo engagement episode. My first solo show. Yeah, yeah about time. Watch this blow up. The breakfast special. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, look before we get into anywhere, we'll just uh, I've got a few points I want to bring up. One yeah. goes all the way back. To Valentine's Day, the fourteenth of February, twenty twenty two. Oh, no, on a way to good day, but we no, had a, we had a romantic day. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, but I because uh, in work, the work, place where I work, the source we all know and we all love. It brought in an insane amount of heart themed confectionery. I see. That I didn't want to look at. You know what I mean? Like as as single people in the world, uh, Valentine's Day. It's not a tough day. It's just a day where you're like you're just a, you're annoyed by the presence of that around you all the time. Mm-hmm. And the shop did a really good job of serving as a reminder of my loneliness in the world. That day, I had therapy booked and <laughs> my therapist cancelled on me. He was like... So, that's that's the level of... Of fucked. That's the level of fucked. That's the level of single we're working on. <laughs> Your therapist was like, sorry, I've got a hot day today. Yeah, I have way better things to be at <laughs> than listening to you fucking whinge. Well, I had worked that day, and the only other two people on the work that it was me and Connor, the only other like single Pringle in the source. Yep. And we had a great single day. Single Pringle. <laughs> we, me and Connor. Had, mangle, bro. Me and Connor had a great day, just being like, oh, "Fuck us, I guess." Am I right? <laughs> kind of being like, "Oh, funny, yeah," but also being like, "There's a, there's a note of sadness and everything." The lonely about. lads. The lonely lads. Whatever happened to the, the lonely, lonely lads? lads? Oh. So anyway, so again, there was lots of you know, and again, the thing is, I'm not one of those people who's like, "Oh, if I see a couple in the street, I, I am always kind of a tiny bit like." Ah, fuck you, but never like never. I, I like to get together. It's nice. Yes, yeah. But on Delhi Valentine's Day, I was like, like you, you just don't want it fucked in your face the entire day. Of course. And uh, the, the amount of confection that was in there that was you know just heart themed and love themed. There was like peanut butter filled chocolate hearts. There was salted caramel filled chocolate hearts. There was a head filled heart behind the counter, and it was, <laughs> it was a me. broken heart, <laughs> a heart in pieces, in pieces on the floor, ready to be swept up. Um. Yeah, so a couple come in holding hands. Already. Because the first thing is the shop is cosy. And I think people are like, mm, we're out doing our Valentine's thing. Before we go for like yeah. brunch with fucking our other couple friends, we'll yeah. just swing by the source and we'll get some, we we'll get a smoke and spice mix. Maybe yeah, get some little, yeah, like, yeah, we'll get some yeah. sesame seeds, whatever. Yeah, yeah, fair it is, enough. It is a shop that couples would like, especially on that day, everyone came and was like, oh, we're having a cosy day. And it's like a cosy job. It's a nice day. And yeah. whatever the fuck. And just wrecking my bean. <laughs> um, <laughs> doing your beaning. <laughs> And this specific couple came in, and they were, ho- they weren't like holding hands. They were holding hands. They were as one. They were like they had three, like, three hands, three hands. It was a three hand race. Yeah. yeah, they came in and they were just so committed to it. There's no like oh, I'm just gonna check up here. Other bit, they were like whatever we're looking at, we we're looking at together. So okay. Right, and I was like, committed to each other, each other, and the to bit. the bit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, look, ground, but I was like, look, ground. Okay, fine. Look, I had lucky for some. Uh, then they came up to the counter to pay 
mm-hmm. it was their left uh, the boyfriend was holding yeah, his left hand was occupied with his girlfriend's right hand right okay and then I was like okay that's going to be whatever it's going to cost I don't know why I can't remember what they were buying probably something uh, very sweet for each other yeah and as I said delighted for them but I could tell Jamal's wallet was in his left pocket okay Okay. And because I could just see he was only really shite yeah, skinny. I know, I'm just in- intrigued as to where this is going. And he had, he was holding one's hand, right? And this is where, when your desire to uh, highlight as much as possible your public displays of affection overcomes practicality, that's when I got to say a bit like, you need to fucking calm down, right? Yes. I said, it's going to cost whatever it's going to cost. He was like, okay, cool. And then instead of letting go of his girlfriend's hand to put his left hand into his left pocket, he reached over with his right hand no. into his pocket and did this, the most awkward, like, no. to get this thing out. and they were both fine with it she didn't go like I'll just let go and you can get yeah, your work yeah, yeah, they, yeah, com- they were like the into space. that and I had to look while he fumbled about trying to get just like ridiculous and that's when I was like stop yeah, don't be at no, that fuck that yeah that's happened to me with Zoran where Zoran has like held my hand while I'm driving I'm like Zoran I'm going to have to let go now I'm really sorry because it's get it gets dangerous she's trying to sell him in Louisa going yeah. off the cliff holding hands I know yeah I'm driving straight towards a cliff Richard, yeah, um, that that film would change so much if they drove into Cliff Richard. Richard. <laughs> <laughs> drove off Cliff Richard. Richard. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I just said Cliff Richards. Cliff Richards. Cliff oh, yeah, Richards. Fuck, yeah, it, is it Cliff Richard? Or? It's Cliff Richard and Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Mind equals blown, guys. <laughs> so that was one thing that happened in work. Another thing happened in work that was kind of nice, not on Valentine's Day. Uh, this lad came in. We sell shiitake mushrooms yes. in a jar. And I don't know if you remember. Do you sell oyster mus- mushrooms? No. That's, oh, yeah. Okay, that was just mushrooms. for personal. Okay. You can cut that out. That's just, I, I just genuinely was wondering. <laughs> we sell shiitake mushrooms, which I remember hearing about first in Spy Kids, when uh, Carmen and Junie are about to get attacked by a load of the Thumb Thumb men. Yeah, the Thumb Thumbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or like, something's happened where like, oh, shit's about to go down, whatever. And Carmen goes, oh, shit, tacky mushrooms. I remember at the time thinking that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Cool and scandalous. It's cool. Yeah, you get a cover symbol also, you're just talking about mushrooms at this point. Yeah. So when I saw shiitake mushrooms, I was a bit like, this one's for you, Junie. Yeah. But uh, this lad came over to buy shiitake mushrooms and I rang up the weight of it and uh, it came out at exactly €4.20. Class. And uh, we both had a little... Uh, and then he was like, can I have the receipt for that? And I was like, okay. And he goes, I wouldn't normally get the receipt, but like... You just have that. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah so yeah, now yeah. he's just live walking around with a receipt that says mushrooms, 420 Class. Got, now, I know mushrooms aren't technically the 420 thing. Which I know, but it, it's all nice. It's all nice. It's all relevant. Then on Paddy's Day, uh, our friend Scott Bellew. I don't know if they've we brought up the lads before on the podcast. I'm they're, not sure. They're a band called Emily Seven. It who, might have been brought up in relation to gigs. Maybe, oh, they might, oh, yeah. They might have done. Oh, no, they were. They were they, Mike they, Pies. They had a little cameo shout Oh, out. they had a cameo. Was yeah, right. Yeah. But they were the band, yeah, who we both went number one on the same day, us for a bit longer. But um, <laughs> they, uh, they're good eggs, and Scott happens to work in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Me, who just asked you, just before we started this podcast, oh, that- where does Scott Bellew work? You were like, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Full on said that. I absolutely 100% know where he works. What, Pete? Seconds before we started recording, I, I was like, "Where does Scott Bellew work?" Because when you said that, I was like, "The last conversation I had with someone to do Emily Seven before they worked was Daniel Clark, and how no one knows where he works in a cafe, but he will not tell them what cafe." Oh, hilarious! So that's what was in that was on my brain. But anyway, so yeah, Scott Bellew works in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, 
can't believe you <laughs> You're asked. insane, Pete. That's genuinely ridiculous. <laughs> I wish someone was here to witness that. I, you genuinely asked me, where does he work? And I, at that moment, was like, I haven't a you were clue. Like, oh, you were like, I couldn't tell you, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> well, he works in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hilarious. On St. Patrick's Day, he managed to get us to know it was impossible to get into Temple Bar. It was myself and Scott and a few other friends, Joe and, and a few other people and things like that. And we're all trying to get into Temple Bar to get to Crowbar in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. And Scott, being the uh, being the cute whore, I believe is the right way to say it, <laughs> that he is, went up to the, the those guards at the at the barricade to get into Temple Bar, and they said, lads, you're not getting in, it's too full. And then Scott pulled out his work rota and said, I've got a shift starting in like an hour, can you let me in? And your mum was like, okay, what about the rest of them? And he was like, they're booked for a private tour that I'm due to give, that's um, the tour guide for this gang that have flown over. And he, they were like, manager, and you just go, let's grand. Legend. Like, thinking on... The hop. Well fucking done. Off the cuff. Off the dome. Like just straight off the dome did it. It's fucking great. Uh, but anyway, so we got us in anyway and then so we knew that in Rock and Hall of Fame that there was a, there was a little small stripes quarter where there's like yes. uh, one of Josh's broken guitars, there's a snare skin and a set of sticks, there's a tour poster. I think there's like a, a yeah, there's a snare skin, a Rio tour poster that I think we signed, a few other bits and a flight case and then also my suit jacket that I wore on Jules Holland. Yes. Which is a really nice... Um, Dark blue with black lapels, three, four button Selfridges kind of job. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this is the jacket that Evan wore on Jules oh, Holland. Could well be. Right on my bed that I was wearing today. There you go. And it does have. I a, asked you earlier on, was that jacket the one that Evan wore on Jules Holland? And you said <laughs> no, it definitely was. Or stuck on the inside is a 2013 Electric Picnic dressing room Why? production. Sunday only pass. Oh god, we didn't get the weekend passes that year. No, Sunday only. But anyway, so we were in, got us into the rock and roll. So yeah, there was a stripes bit in there, and uh, we all donated some stuff ages ago. And I gave them my suit jacket, and then I happened to meet the guy who owns the rock and roll hall of fame, or like runs it, or is the operating manager, or whatever, yeah. at Mears Court in Mullingar, which Ben Mulligan brought invited us to. Mm-hmm. It was the first unrestricted show that happened in Ireland since COVID had all kicked off. And it was a great thing to see. It was a really nice night, and then everyone was hanging out in the mansion house afterwards. But anyway, so I met the guy who ran the. I was introduced to him, and he's like, I run the rock and roll hall of fame. And I was like, Oh, cool! You've one of my jackets can i have that back and he was like <laughs> yeah no oh my god that's our shit i want it back yeah but anyway so we went in there and i was like oh i can't wait to see this stuff and now all the, the snare skin and the guitar and the flake case that's all fixed to the wall yeah. my suit jacket was on like a podium kind of thing or on like a mannequin kind of chest torso thing i went up and i was like where's my suit jacket it's gone whatever and this was like uh, again the thing was closed that day it was just like scott was like i'll just get you in she had he had yeah. a set of keys we got in there uh on the leg i was like yeah where's the suit jacket and scott was saying well look anything that's like not fixed to the ground gets moved to a back room when the museum isn't open just mm-hmm. because it's like just in case whatever so just because it's like a fixed because it's a it's, a, it's on a stand we just put it at the back in the, in the, yeah. in the room and I was like oh what else is kept there and he goes some of Shane McGowan's clothes and uh, Phil in its black Fender Precision mirror base is kept there as well what <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, the legit. He goes, yeah, the legit things. That's yeah, linen space and that. And I was like, so that's the. He said, yeah, it's only a small room. That's the three things that are kept in there. I was like, my jacket is like dressing room buddies with fill in its fucking insane what? black mirror base. What? Ridiculous. I presume you just went in and saw it. No, no, he's like, that, that oh, you like, aren't allowed. Fully weren't allowed. Scott was like, I don't have the codes for that. It's, oh, it's shit. like high end. I don't know why they were like, yeah, we'll keep that cunt jacket in with like actually important stuff oh like, my god yeah it's having a great time but it's yeah. so then after then a few weeks after that then uh, I ended up getting to go see the Mysterines live for the first time oh yeah uh, George I, I can't figure out if his surname is F- Favagere is what it reads like and I hope it is because yeah, 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 like, yeah. I'm George Favagere yeah is a fantastic name it, yeah. I don't know what, what else it could be yeah Favager I don't know is that, Favager. Any, is, is that like a, is that from Liverpool is that a, it doesn't sound like a Liverpool name yeah I'm trying to imagine how you'd say that in a Liverpoolian accent I'm not gonna try. No, I'm not gonna time. try either. I'm I'm sticking with Favagere. Yeah, let's go uh, with it. Yeah, it's 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 giving Paul Rommel. You know? <laughs> 
but anyway, he invited me along to I we we'd been in contact a few times online and things like that and he's always been a very big supporter of Zen Arcade stuff, which is great. And he said, Do you want to come along to the show? And I was like, Yeah, of course, absolutely. And their album had just come out that week and it had gone top ten and I was like, Oh, it could be nice to start up with something and be like, Oh, well done on that. So in work I got some discounted stuff, I got some like smoked almonds and cashews and the bits that I thought were nice and a few crispy bits and putting them all in the bag and wrote on the bag, congrats on number one or congrats on top ten and congrats and thanks for bringing me along to the show, whatever. Yeah. So I went along to the gig, that was all grand, the show was good, they were really they were good to see live, it was good stuff and um uh, your man George gave me the gave me the come back to the dressing room eyebrows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. The, the, uh, yeah, eyebrows. yeah, yeah. You know yeah. exactly what I mean. And uh, so I came back in here and I said, "Look, there's the bag of stuff. Uh, there's uh, enjoy that. Congrats!" I'm like, "Oh, deadly! Oh, thanks. That's so nice. You lad. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, wish deadly. I didn't say wish, obviously, but yeah. Uh, they were like, "Oh, can we get a photo?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course. We all got a photo. It was lovely." And uh, your man George was very kind. He was like, "Oh, look, I used to like to drive to Oliver's." And I was like, "Oh, deadly! Look, I like your band as well, Grand. Oh, wish." So that was all nice. And then as we were getting the picture, I was like, look, and they were like, oh, thanks so much for that as well. Uh, we're heading to the ferry later on, so have something to snack on. That's great. Thank you. And I was like, yeah, no, don't worry. Like, enjoy it. Hope it's great. I hope no one here is allergic to nuts, though. <laughs> and then mm. one of the guitarists was like, I actually am. Oh. And the tour manager, like, like as if it was a grenade, yeah, yeah, thrust yeah. his body, like, threw his body on top of this bag. And that yeah. bag was ousted. It yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Gone. Destroyed. It was gone. Yeah, yeah. Destroyed. No, it was fucking. Again, it was just like, again, the thing would be like, oh, we'll invite Slad along to the show. Oh, give me, do me a nice thing. And yes. then I turned up ready to accidentally murder the guitarist yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, yeah, d- yeah. first day of their fucking tour as well like, how have you not learned as well from all the years of being around Ev I thought that was just something that made us all, like the band an individual kind of band like oh there's a nut allergy wow because yeah, like, every place yeah, we yeah. went was like U- unique because everywhere that we went was a bit like we, we were going to like cover the walls in nut paste what do you obviously rare enough that people in bands have not, not this cunt yeah. I was the guy who like, you I, were the guy like, yeah. I was the guy you know if, if that had happened to us everyone would be given out about you we'd have been gone in the van being like that fucker who just brings nuts <laughs> somewhere and I realise how easy it can be to do that yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a nut bringer I give nut yeah. um, it's, it's giving, giving nut <laughs> <laughs> but then on top of that then I was walking home from that gig was stopped by two women who were coming back from another show, and they just stopped me in the corner and said, "Oh, are you you repeat you're from you're from the Stripes?" And I said, "It was yeah." And they were like, "Oh, we saw you in C sessions back when you were a fat baby." <laughs> Imagine just saying to someone, "Oh yeah, fat I used baby. fat baby." Imagine just stopping someone in the street to say, "I used to think you were really good, or I liked your band." Fat baby. Fat baby. They called me a fat baby. And to be fair, absolutely one hundred percent, the women told the truth. But also, they didn't need. They didn't just call me a fat baby. They go like, oh, back when you were so young, I was mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baby, and they hit the. They were like fat baby. Fat baby. It was like ph fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fucking emphasized (laughs) fat baby. Yeah, it was. It was. It was an odd evening. Fat ph. Ph. Fat poh. Nice. <laughs> then I ended up then my fucking I'm just catching everyone up on the fucking show I did about that. Um, on the life the, the life, life and times of POH my uncle rang me one of the days and said I'm doing a music video soon uh, low key not a, not a big deal uh, I need to get a floor painted can you do it and I was like cool deadly of course and he said, I said where is it he said it's in the studio out in Kilcool and I said great where in Dublin is that and he said it's in Wicklow oh nice and I was like brilliant uh, and he said right, just go paint the floor it's like a small floor two hours be grand I was like oh happy out grand so I was doing nothing that day I got two 10 litre tubs of uh, matte emulsion and was like grand they're heavy fuckers oh yeah 10 litres of anything would be heavy but paint especially because it was an awkward the, the tub's really wide I didn't have the arm clearance to like hold it out how so did that, you bring them well I bought them on Capel Street and I had to walk to <sighs> Pierce Street Station Tara Street probably and then get the dart out to Bray from there oh the hack of that <laughs> absolute hack and then from Bray I managed I had to get a taxi from Bray then out to Kilcool 
And uh, in the taxi as well, your mum was like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just painting the floor for my uncle. And he goes, how long have you been painting? And I was like, I have, this is my first Literally day. Never and he went, what? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do you know what to do? And I was like, then in the car, I was like, I just realised I didn't bring a brush. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, yeah. bitch. So then I happened to get there. And then the woman who opened the studio was like, yeah, we've got like a roller and like a pad here. And I was like, yeah. oh. I played a cool being like, oh, I assumed so. Yeah. Me, me being like, I'm fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna have to finger paint this whole entire floor. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say finger blast. I was <laughs> but having to paint this floor that was 300 square feet. Yeah, it was insanely large. You could have just like thrown the the paint, the paint, yeah. and just let it. For all the difference that it made in the fucking end video as well, you can, yeah. you can it's, Everyone's shot from the knees up in this fucking video, oh, which is a mess. Oh my god! But the people who've been in before had been driving cars on this white floor, and it was just covered in tire tracks. So I just paint over all that, which is a mess. Nice. Then Ned happened to ring me a few days later and say. Um, oh yeah so you actually need an extra pair of hands on the video if we're shooting it on Monday can you help and I was like yeah of course absolutely uh, and then I, I, I asked then like what's, who's, who's this video for and he was like uh, for Tim Burgess and I was like oh from the Charlatans he was like yeah 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 he said Kevin Godley's directing and I was like Kevin Godley hardly, drummer from 10cc mm. and he was like yeah yeah and I was like fucking nice one mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking here we go yeah Kevin Godley who I looked up then I knew he did some videos before but did like the girls and boys video and things that did like some which is insane yeah because no one knows that yeah and said the drummer from 10cc the guy who wrote fucking you know Dreadlock Holiday directed the video for girls and boys yeah that's bizarre it's an insane concoction of people seems like he was on set with, with Blur like with Blur yeah very weird did they get on I don't know like the fact that he would have had to have had the idea for the video for yeah. girls and boys yeah. it's such an era that I don't associate 10cc with no definitely it's not it's like they're the wilderness years where they fucked off and he fucked off and did that stuff he fucked off and like did really successful music videos so Mad. up Kevin up Kevin <laughs> he also did 11 Ronan Keating music videos okay so, so ma- da- yeah so it wasn't re- yeah yeah, that was a lucky. He got <laughs> re- like totally fluked the blur one then. So I was like fucking brilliant. He goes, yeah, you're just gonna be like getting coffees for people. You just need, it's a small crew, simple video. Just need an extra pair of hands to be to be a runner. I was like, Grant, absolutely, of course. And uh, he said, come to my house beforehand because he lives in he lives in Brienne. Yeah. So he come to my house the night before because I don't want to get like a two hour bus because the set call was five in the morning for crew. Oh yeah. So I was like, right, well, he's. Oh, so you to sleep over at Ned's. Yeah, it was lovely. Nice. Yeah, so that was great. I got up in the morning and as we were on the car on the way there, he he was like on the phone with someone. He was he was on the phone and driving which like oh my wanna, fucking god I'm calling the guards as we speak <laughs> but he got off the phone and then he was like he was kind of going to this call he was like hmm yeah okay no it's ordered hung up and was like do you know how to set up a drum kit and I was like yeah and he goes right you're on backline today as well so I was like right grand so then I went in at his backline arrived from Lytton Lane I set up the drum kit as soon as it was set up Kevin Godley walked in and just sat behind the kit and started to play it and I was like fuck nice. me I've just technically teched for the drummer from 10ZZ. Uh, and then once everyone set up, the lights were all up and things. I was just running around doing whatever I needed to do and getting chairs with people, coffees, doing coffee runs, all that sort of stuff. And I, it was great. I really enjoyed it and getting the, the shoot done was really quick. It was great fun to do. Yeah. Uh, Ned was producing it. I, I, think, I don't know if I said before on the podcast, but Ned was a producer for a lot of like, U2's videos in the 90s and things like that. So he's... um. That's, that's what he's done for all his life. But uh, it was great to be involved just for the day. Really quick shoot in and out. Um, and I was standing by the heater and the guy who was the sound engineer that day um, he was like, oh, how do you know Ned? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm Ned's uh, nephew. And he was like, oh, okay, fair enough. So is this like your first, you know, time on like a music video thing? And I was like, no, 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 like I've been, I've done music videos before. And he was like, oh, really? Okay, well, who with? And I was like, um, with the Stripes. And he was like, oh, did you work with them? And I was like, no, I was in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he was like, I recorded audio for two or three days for them when they were filming their documentary. And I was like, yeah, that was, I was in that. And he's like, yeah, remember when you were in Cavan? I did sound for that. I was like, what, really? That's so cursed. But the fact that both of us were like, I have n- clearly never met you before. Yeah. He'd been in my house. Mom had made him tea. 
Oh my god! How fucked is that? It's so fucked. It's so fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucked because of how bizarre the whole Stripes documentary stuff is. Like, yeah. but I just do just remember there was like a constant rotation of like different sound and cameramen that was yeah, just always yeah, knocking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Again, the weird thing now as well. They just fucking dropped the bomb here. I was like, he was like, yeah, did that come out in the end? And I, was, he, I said, yeah. Did that did, come out in the end? Like, we were just chatting about it, and I was like, yeah, it was on BBC Four. And he said the whole thing, and I said, yeah, the whole hour. And he was like, you didn't see the hour and a half cut, no? <gasps> And I was like, wait, what? And he said, yeah, there was an hour. The cut I saw was an hour and a half. He said, they must have cut it down to an hour or so. And I was like, wait, there's like a longer cut. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, it's the one I thought was the film. So uh, there's an hour and a half we cut. We need an extended edition. Yeah, there's an hour and a half cut out there somewhere. Frig. It's not the first version that we were shown. No, it was always... That I had like a conniption over. <laughs> <laughs> I remember only ever seeing the hour. Cause the, 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 first one, the, the first cut that we saw, there's a few bits changed, but there definitely wasn't like a whole half no, hour cut. Yeah, no, I don't remember being totally different length so I'm dying to know what that would have been yeah I want all of the footage I want I like want a director's cut I want an extended edition I want a commentary all I want... I'm saying is Jackson knows he can do Get Back now yeah oh my give god give him the fucking hard drive. he doesn't realise the potential that's there <sighs> I for like... fucking stupid stripes shit <laughs> there was so much crack that I remember being like at the time going that's gonna look great when it's edited together yeah N- did not make it in nowhere to be seen there was so you could have made a cut where it was just like these as children playing yeah just oh together yeah, yeah 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 and it would have been great crack of course yeah we, i'm definitely dying we should do a commentary episode thingy of higher fidelity where we do a commentary over the documentary absolutely absolutely it'd be an amazing little special yeah but yeah so they ended up doing that thing with tim burgess which was great crack and that only came out a few days ago and um it was really good fun to do another good fun thing we did was that myself and beck sat down one evening to watch High School Musical 3. Yes. Because I had never, ever actually watched it. Which obviously turned my stomach to be around him as a person. Because how dare you not consume that beautiful piece of media earlier. I watched it, though, at the age that I am at now. And I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I'd watched it when I was, like, 13. Yeah, at the time, I was the age then where it was kind of like... Fuck all this. Fuck all this, yeah, yeah. And then watching it now, I was like, this is incredible. I remember when the film started, the first (sighs) shot when it comes down on Troy's face, you were like, look at how amazing this looks compared to the other two. And I was like, you're so right. I was not ready to see this in fucking 4K. The way that the production value... Got like shot up, shot up for the third film, and they they didn't waste one cent (laughs) of that budget. No, definitely not. It went all fucking out. Oh my god! The end. What a good film. The end bit when the sign comes down. (sighs) Becky immediately looped again. Because it's the greatest fucking. It's the greatest full circle. Yeah. The fact that this song gets so fucking heart wrenching, it's coming to such a climax. And all of the fucking main cunts all Are come there. They all come forward. The fucking curtain comes, comes down. down. Big old explosion. Big old explosion. High school musical from the the original logo from yeah. the first film comes down like a sign and they fucking walk and do the jump. The and jump. I just got chills. That, now. Yeah, no, my, ne- my neck's going. <laughs> I just got chills thinking ah. about it. But they do the jump, it freezes. What a way to end Amazing. a fucking trilogy. The biggest takeaway from that, though, is the fucking songwriting in that film. Oh, it's insane. In Right Here, Right Now, specifically. I remember at the time, <laughs> we heard the line, tomorrow can wait for some other day to be. Yeah. Then that was like, that's fucking incredible. But the line that like sent us... Was it not the opposite way around? That oh. it was like, I'm looking at you, and my heart loves the view. And you were like, that's actually a good line. That's what, that's what it was, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then later on in the film, I think there's a... Rep- 
capris. Yeah, and the top tomorrow can wave some of the bit to be. And we we really noticed at that time we were like, that's a fucking good line as well. And now then it was all we talked about. Yeah, well those two lines are like Marshall Crenshaw could have written them and they'd have got him an Ivor Novello award. Yeah, like that. Looking at you, my heart loves the view. That's insanely good. Tomorrow can wait for some other day to be. That on my fucking gravestone. Tomorrow can wait. For the some other day to be the fucking really forgettable Vanessa Hudgens in the window song. Yeah, that's I. That has to be the like most forgotten high school yeah. musical song of all three films. I remember it because every time I think of the film, I go like, "Oh, that forgotten song." I remember it because you're yeah. like, "That's when everyone forgets." And Just I remember. Walk away, walk, walk, nah. walk away. Hardly. Um. Yeah, definitely my least favorite of all the HSM songs, and yeah. I'm usually like a supporter of a solo Vanessa of, of a solo Hudge. Yeah, because I'm one of the few people that like the, her song from the first film. What's her song in the first one? Um, it's funny when you find yourself looking from the outside. Was that not liked? I like that one. A lot of people aren't arsed with it. Well, we all know more of O'Hanlon's favourite Vanessa Hudgens song, Poseidon. Poseidon. <laughs> So more than, more than what I'm saying, we had a Vanessa Hudgens album. At the height of her fame, Vanessa released an album, as every Disney star has wanted to do. And we were coming back from Butler's Bridge Mass one morning. Uh, <laughs> what were you doing in the bridge? In the bridge. We're just at Mass. You just went to Mass in Butler's Bridge for the crack? We would go there sometimes. That was a part of our rotation where we go. Be part of the rotation. <laughs> we go Butler's Bridge. Yeah, dream dream Mass rotation. Butler's Bridge, Tullochmung and Cathedral. You're so... Yeah. But depending what time you wanted to go, if you're feeling lazy, because I think Butler's Bridge was a 10 a.m. Mass... If we, okay. if, Ma, if we were feeling particularly Catholic, we'd go to that one. Okay. If we were like a bit fucking fucked off and lazy, we'd go to like Monk and Half Twelve, be happy. Yeah. Out, you know what I mean? People that were really not fucked went to the barracks for mass. <laughs> I remember going to the hospital for like a quick mass. Oh, I've been to the hospital for so many quick masses. Father Gilchrist. Yeah, Father Gilchrist. Used to go there a lot of a Saturday evening. Yeah. Just get it out the way, get it done. Get of, it yeah. out the way, get it done. It's only half an hour. Don't worry about it. Or like, I've been to the hospital for Christmas Eve mass. Oh. Yeah, just because like going because there's old people there, as yeah. in grandparents were probably in the hospital or in the nursing home, so yeah, we, fair, it was yeah. handy to bring them there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're leaving Butler's Bridge Mass anyway, and Morna says, "Bung on a bit of hudge there." Yeah, uh, and I was a cool actual quote. Actual quote. Uh, Morna was nine. No, but yeah. So put on CD. Morna said, "Will you skip ahead to my favorite track in the album?" And I said, "Okay." And she said, "Yeah." I said, "What's it called?" She said, uh, "Poseidon Chick." Poseidon. I was like, "What could that even mean?" I don't yeah. know. So I looked at the back, looked down to track eleven. Yeah. The word psych. Kick was written and such a relatable move though at the same time fair. like I've done that oh, no, I had one a as well. lot I had one as well where I remember I knew the word naked yeah I'd never seen it written, written down, down before yeah. and I remember I had to read a chapter I think it was Roll of Thunder Hear My Cry out loud okay. in school and I was reading Roll of Thunder Hear My Cry is a secondary school book now we did that in fourth class you did that in fourth class. We did a racism book with Miss Lyons, and I'm pretty sure that was it. Oh gosh, okay. Um, and so I'd read about, and the word naked came up, and I counter it, and I was like, again, I've never seen naked written down before. Yeah. I was like, and it said, uh, even with the naked eye. Oh, right? okay. Was, so it was even in a different context. And I was talking the naked eye. It was something about how you can see some of the planets with the naked eye. There was some line, that, and okay. I was like. You can still see Mars even with a knacked eye. Knacked eye. I thought eye. it meant even if your eyes in. Bits. It's knackered. You can still see Mars, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so again, it can happen to the best of us. Uh, it does happen to the best of us. Me and Dylan, for years, obviously spent a lot of our time going, like, scrolling through our iTunes library mm-hmm. and playing random shit. And a lot of stuff had the explicit tag beside okay. it, to, obviously, if there was swearing in it. Yeah, yeah. And we thought it was pronounced explicked. <laughs> It's very explicit. It's it's and it's still if you say you can say it to Dylan now today 
like he will say explicit. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love that. I do love that. That's just like the the idea of being a child. You just assume that must be that, and I'm never yeah. gonna check. And also, but like you think, tell people what you used to think Dad did. Oh, um. So basically, I used to think that Pete's dad was filling it <laughs> in, like as a part of Thin Lizzy, not just filling it as a separate thing, yeah. but like actively thought that your dad was a member of Thin Lizzy. <laughs> And just because when we were younger, I used to bring up the dad liked Thin Lizzy, and you as a yeah, child, the only I child just makes the logical leap that makes no sense. But they, yeah. but they never question. I think it's because, yeah, Tossie loves Thin Lizzy. Yeah. There was a Thin Lizzy association there. Your mom's name is Phil, yeah. and sometimes people call her Philo. <laughs> I think that that just confused me. But Phil. I had loads of them. Like I used to think that my uncle Bren was like Mike Nesmith. <laughs> but it's just what's so funny to me is that like the absolute abstract no link at all between dad's race and stature yeah, between him and Phil in it I know he's I know. six foot four Phil in it who was like long dead as well like. yeah, yeah any longer he'd be late <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so High School Musical also I wanted to say that with High School Musical 3 as well I've started having the, in the last episode I brought up how um, Dawning of a New Era da, 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 the da, song da, yeah by the specials sounds very like oh 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 by Baby oh yeah Baby. Baby yeah 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 Gonna note it. I think a segment where I might start called "That sounds like something else." So like, oh. we'll do it a jingle out. Uh, so you just do a little, little Becky vocal styling called "That sounds like this." Just sing little, sing that line in whatever way you would do it. We we'll just make that the jingle. That sounds like this. Cool. Welcome to that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to that sounds like this, where I play two songs that have no right to ever be related to each other at all, but sound very similar. Who gave them the right? Who gave them the so here we have right here, right now from. Oh, you have a different one. I have one, right? The, you're not going to expect mm. the, the melodic link here between these two. So as the people in the last episode will know that I liken Dawn of a New Era to Baby by, by the Specials to Baby by Justin Bieber. Do, 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 do. And it is the exact same. It's the exact same. Uh, I now have another one. Can you imagine what would happen if we could have any Right. Don't actually say anything. Wait. Okay, right. Okay. It's in my head. I thought I had it for a second. I thought I. No, if you got this, I thought be, I could guess. I'd be so impressed. I just happened to be listening to this album. I was like, that's very fucking like homeboy. Yeah. So. Uh, Already get the similarity, but I don't know the song. Where's the melody? Standing out on the edge of a building. Watching the traffic below. It's the exact same. How mad is that? Sunshine by Todd Snyder from East Nashville Skyline. What? How mad is that? That they're that far. They're, they're That's such so. Oh my god, they couldn't be further from. Separate universes. Like. Oh my god. Isn't it weird that that can just happen? And they such two different musical contexts as well. One of them's yeah. the opening track from High School Musical 3. One of them's a, 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 the second last track on a fucking great early 2000s folk album. Yeah, what year did that come out? What came first? 2004. Oh, this came first. Yeah, 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 how mad is that? Wow. Okay. Gonna have to get on to Kenny Ortega. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Ortega being like, you look back and say, oh, fuck, he, we know that he checked his receipts. He bought a Todd Snyder album in 2004. Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. Kenny Ortega as well. That, what a man. That, But that name is definitely the name of the man who wrote High School Musical Music. Oh, no, he didn't actually write the music. Oh, did he not? No, Kenny oh, Ortega fuck. did the choreography and he directed it. But... Oh, okay, fair enough. But like, I, I was having this talk for days ago with someone in work as well. We had one of those weird days where like, don't you say a name too much and it gets kind of weird. Yes. We were just talking about how like, because an American woman came in and said, sorry, I spilt this. Have you got a trash can? And I went back, oh. I went back, I went back to one yeah. of my co-workers and was like, I don't have a trash can, I've got a bin. Yeah. And then we were just talking about how like, 
bin is the most perfect word for a bin. Oh no, it is. It, like it, they just nailed it that day when they're like, they "We're gonna call that a bin. It. That's a bin." Oh my god! And then we're looking at Everton being put like, that in the bin. Yeah, whereas like I think I think lamp doesn't suit it being a lamp. You know, interesting. They were like bin, absolutely stool. That's a fucking stool. Stool, yeah. You know what I mean? Towel kind of actually suits a towel. Towel is a towel, yeah. Whereas like, yeah. Uh, and like press. Press is very pressy. So that that's uh, that was That Sounds Like This. So sing us out there. Oh, what? how did I even sing I it the no first idea. time? What's it called again? That Sounds Like This. That Sounds Like This. I think that's what I did. That, uh, that was That Sounds Like This. And uh, in most recent news, I was involved in a seven hour long improvisational jam two days ago with the Trinity Music Society, which I've, I've basically just become part of the Trinity Music Society. In yeah. the last three months, I've done a songwriting workshop with them. I've uh, judged a songwriting competition for them. Yeah. Now was uh, contributed and was like, one of the musicians in the cycling cast of 20 musicians who all played for seven hours straight in the Samuel Beckett Theatre. It ended up being really great fun. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really pleasure. Sam Armstrong. You're just this random 26-year-old bollocks that's yeah, I know. just like turning up to all the... What is this? So <laughs> no, you've been obviously you've been asked. Been asked. No, but one of the... Um, Lucy's this girl from Last Apollo at the, 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 the songwriter thing was like, why do you just keep turning up? Like, what's the fucking deal? Why do you just have to put up with you now? And I was like, your friends keep asking me to do things yeah. it's not my fault yeah. but it only came about because Gemma Cox who appeared on the Christmas episode of the podcast came to the merch market me and her became friends she's the head of Trinity Music Society and then was oh, like oh and it's like hitting you up being like bitch no. wanna come exactly literally that's how she talks but yeah it's been great I've really enjoyed it it's been good fun last night mm-hmm. I was going by Workman's and stuck my head in and my, the rest of my body followed my head in and I was talking to Conor Gormie yes. who's the guitar player in a band called Milk uh, and we were having a few drinks together which was great and I was at the bar ordering another pint and this is just something really that kind of happened and it's like, a, it's like a social contract that I think if you were to engage and you have to do the right thing with so okay. normally at the bar I kind of like you know I'm a paying forward kind of lad at a bar like if someone if like we kind of arrive at the same time or if I know him there a bit earlier or whatever and the barman goes who's next there I'd be like that's him it's grand yeah. it's a tiny little like you know, you, I was ahead of you, but like, oh no, he was there first, sort of thing. It's a nice little, yeah. like, it's a bit like when people pay for someone's meal at the, in front of the drive through. Yes. Except without any, it's just a cost at my time, to my time, not actually financial cost. Yes. What, what seems to always happen now, like what happened last night anyway, was I was like, oh, I was clearly ahead of this lad. I was like, oh no, you can mm-hmm. go for, or like, you know, he's first, whatever. And I was like, sorry, man, cheers. Can I get uh, four cocktails? Can I get two shots? <laughs> no, Can I get, and I was no, like, no, 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 that's no, going to no, take no, 15 no, fucking minutes. No, no, no. That's literally like, Someone saying, oh no, you can use the toilet before. And taking a massive fucking <laughs> 20 minute fucking diarrhea sesh, shite fucking <laughs> Duke Master 3000. <laughs> and you're dying for a wee. I'm dying for a wee. You're standing See, outside dying for a wee. And that, and you're spot on analogy because I was like, if I was in that position, someone was like, oh, you can go first, it's fine. I was like, I've got a big order. Because I was, yeah. I was clearly just getting a pint. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, I was a bit like, cheers, lad. Now I have to fucking stand. And your man, bold as brass, didn't give a Fuck. He was like, like right. Uh, yeah, cheers. I'll have basic fucking manners. Common decency. decency. So that was horrible. That uh, that ruined my night. Yeah. Uh, and then I got caught in the rain today. So that's literally my life up until today. <laughs> what a recap. Also, we've been going out loads and doing. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been so much uh, debauchery in between. Myself and Becky have developed this uh, dynamic. It's a really fun, interesting, fresh dynamic that where um, we go out, have an outrageous time. 
and wake up the next day and go, I have genuinely no memory of what happened last <laughs> night at all. But we get these pictures back, like, there's always a camera knocking around, we get the pictures back, and it's not even a case of like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. It's, oh, they were there. It's, yeah, it's literally Who's like, that? who the fuck is that person in that, <laughs> in my room? But as I say, we've been we've been using the phrase with alarm regularity recently, a phrase that Mickey Delens used to recap his time in the 60s, that he was totally had a good time. I'm told I had a good time. That's been my last four months, again. Like that's that's been me and Pete for the last... Like since 2022 started. And it has been having a ball. No, I have been having a ball. And a fantastic time. I just have no memory of it. Yeah, yeah. It just, it'd be nice to be able to <laughs> recall the events that I've been enjoying so So dearly. much, yeah. But anyway, so what, what have you been up to otherwise? Oh, Pete. <laughs> working man. Work, a working woman in the world. I'm a working woman. Um, I had to... Had attend to, to had, ha- to. had to a white shirt. A fucking. I was I wearing forgot, a white shirt. I forgot about well. white. You're wearing a white shirt now. I'm wearing a white shirt. A white shirt. Turn around, Pete, and look at the floor. There's two white shirts. <sighs> a white shirts. Yeah, yeah. I had to attend to a poor woman from the orchestra in work uh, the other day who collapsed. No one knows what happened. Oh no! But then she started throwing up like fuck. In the toilet, and my manager was like, "Becky, get in there, stat." <laughs> you love vomit. Oh yeah, so I I had to like chaperone her, her mother. And oh, how old is this woman? Like she was in her thirties. Oh, her, you said vomit. Like, I was like, oh yeah. Was, yeah I someone. thought she was younger as well. Either, either really young or someone in their seventies just took a turn. Yeah. Oh no, she was like in her thirties. It was like the most random fucking age to be hearing oh, someone vomiting. No. But then I could hear her having really squelchy diarrhea. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! And I felt really bad for her because I was like, I don't even know if you know I'm in this room. Yeah. Like, oh, and you're just like, <laughs> the worst thing. I had one of those shits recently. It wasn't a scary room, but it was just so difficult. And you know when you get when you're on the toilet and you go, "There's nothing for it. I have to just take my clothes off." Oh, I I'm having to- one of those moments. <laughs> I had to be nude in the toilet. I was like, I'm so hot and sweaty. Oh, I me. have to just take... But it's like, the trousers are already at your ankles. They might as well be off. But you're like, no, do yeah. you need more off? Yeah. Totally no... Oh, yeah, you need freedom. I don't know what that is about, Like, but it gets the job done. Oh, there's been times before where I've been absolutely dying on the <laughs> toilet at home and like had to take off all my clothes and also reach over to the bath tap and put For on the ballast. No, put on the cold tap. Oh. And put my forehead under it and my mouth, my open mouth. And just be like, save me. <laughs> or, or kill or kill me. Like. Yeah, either or. Take me now or save Leave me. Leave me be. Or, yeah. yeah. I've never I've never been that bad. Oh. That's outrageous. You're a fucking rookie then, so. <laughs> right, anyway, so woman having vomed eye. Oh, she had vomed eye. I had to find her a wheelchair. And Bring her to a private area. She was actually fucking grand. Okay. But then there's all these rumors going around that apparently like a door fell on her and shit like that. So. But I don't know why a door would make you have diarrhea. Some sort of a concussion or something like oh, fucked with her. Right. Fucked with her tummy. I don't know. I thought she was grand, <laughs> and she was. Her mom was like, "Do you know when you're getting sick? Like fuck out of nowhere, and your mom is there, and she's like, like what happened, pet? Like yeah, that kind uh, of thing. She was being like, hmm, I'm like what." Oh, yeah, mm, you had a beef pate today. And she was like, I eat a beef pate every day, Bob. <laughs> but I was also like, beef pate. And wow. you're asking why you're getting sick. Uh, any sort of pate. Like, I, there was a pate came into Dunn's, we sold for white in, in the sandwich counter. And, like, the fucking smell of that shite is. What are you. Horrible. Beef pate. Sorry to all beef pate lovers. I remember having the thing as well. You know where it's like, 
it's one of these when you're kind of at sick and you feel a bit shit and you're kind of mm. in school and you're like no one here has any idea that I'm being a very brave person I know <laughs> yeah. a little boy being in school sick this is such a random memory for me to have but I remember being sick home from school with a tummy bug in primary school mm-hmm. and there was I was watching something McFly related on Aunt Telly mm. obviously She's out of my league. Uh, I was watching something. Oh no, I actually think it was like. <laughs> took me a second. It was like uh, t- it, TMI or something. Oh, oh. One of those. And, oh, and was it a Mark and who? Uh, Sam and Mark. Sam and Mark. I was watching that with McFly on and I felt so sick and I felt so upset about feeling so sick. Oh, really? that I remember thinking like, I could never be in McFly because I would feel sick so often and I'd be away from home all the time. And I wondered, like, do McFly ever feel sick? Like, do they ever throw up when they're on tour? <laughs> they were definitely a pukey band. Oh, I'd say so. But they, at, at a time where, like, I thought that everybody got tummy bugs all the time yeah. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> which is like, thank fuck that's not a thing anymore. Oh my God. No, again, that's, again, it's one of the things where, like I thought that ear infections and tummy bugs I'm going to have to deal with every like two or three months of the rest of my life yeah like, surely a childhood recreational activity is getting oh sick my like God. that you know what I mean? remember and you'd be like out of school for like three weeks oh stop yeah, yeah. the last time I had a tummy bug was in 2019 Oof. days before Christmas oh and it was so bad <laughs> it was only like a 12 hour thing but I was weak for like fucking ages, ages. oh but yeah so time to kick into the first segment we've only got two this this episode oh my god so we're grand we actually don't have too much time left no we do to work. yeah <laughs> I don't dance this is Sonic Seconds nice Thank you very much. This is Sonic Seconds. We play two to seconds from a track that we think is great. Do you want to go first or will I? You go first because I love first. My one. Okay, so I had two that I was going to use, and I was like, we've already we haven't talked about any actually good music on this episode so far. Yeah. So I'm going to go for the actually good song. One. Okay, so we're picking good songs. That's yes. kind of the vibe that I needed you to set. So this is Eels. Um, oh yeah. Famous for being on the Shrek, Shrek soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and also for being a highly regarded artist. I didn't realise Eels is only one guy. What? Yeah, Eels is one guy. It's a bit like the moment when you realise Bell and Sebastian are actually 11 people. You know, <laughs> like it's fucking mad. Yeah, and not two individuals. Exactly, exactly. Eels have a track called... The track's called Last Stop This Town. Okay. okay. And uh, it's a really good track, but this specific live version, when they kick into the chorus bit, I think... Uh, Kick in, I said. Kick in. It's just, it's just very, very good. And I like Eels. He also... Eels plays a major part in this show I used to like called Love which had your one from Community in it, uh, and uh, it was like a Netflix show. He, he plays the musician, husband and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eels is a great track. I really like Eels. I think I Need Some Sleep is a great track. And uh, I love the other tracks in Shrek as well. The um, My Beloved Monster. Oh, yeah. My Beloved Monster, great track. And he's some other track. Mr. E's Beautiful Blues is great. He's a big singer called Nova Came for the Soul. Lots of good stuff to be had with Eels. But this track, Last Stop This Town, is one I really like. And uh, this specific live version is very good. Nice, I like that a lot. It's just really low key, and he's just playing a few little licks here and there, and then they just fucking fuck into it. It's great. I like that a lot. And the chorus is great. It doesn't do. It doesn't come in as hard on the recording, unfortunately. Yes. But it's still really nice. The tracks recorded a little bit. That specifically is very, very good. Nice. And I enjoyed an awful lot. You can almost like see the pipeline from Buddy Holly. 
to like music like that. Really? Yeah, fair. I can get it. I just mean melodically, chordsly. Yeah, no, very much. Well, again, your man Eels like wears glasses as well. So there you go. Wow. Yeah. So the get... inspiration was clearly there. Becky, what do you got for me? Oh fuck! I never even chose. Ah. Okay, so this clip. Let me make sure I'm at the right place. Setting the scene: George Harrison on tour mm-hmm. of the US, 1974. Oof. Lost his voice. <sighs> Oh, I do know this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this could uh, this could double as a vocal. I was going to say, this isn't vocal. this is Sonic Seconds. You know no, that. this is yeah. Sonic Seconds. But in the band, we've got Billy Preston. Nice. Do you know he played with the Beatles before? D- did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just look closely the next time you see him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Basically, they're doing What Is Life. As George ha- George's voice is fucked, Billy kind of helps him out along the way through the song okay and the sonic second is a really nice like eh, baby okay a, a real soulful gorgeous billy preston moment Oh, hey, babe. <laughs> and I can't hear the song without that now. Oh, amazing. And even he only does it that one time. Like, But if you listen to the whole clip, like every time around, I'll be like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Billy's saving the day because oh, George sounds roped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, George. No, unfortunately. Uh, no, it is that. Again, but like when you think of George Harrison touring in the late 70s, you're all like, oh, I know. I know. Like perm era, George. I do like the tops that he wears, the kind of athletic track tops, like the really tight skinny ones. They're, yes. they're very cool. And like his, physically, I think he looked pretty cool the hair was a bit ropey and that, but I think like he I'm, looked kind of great I'm against um, perm and I'm against the tash the tash yeah you know the, ta- the tash was fine with different it was just very Kevin Keegan very that, who's that, Kevin Keegan that footballer who's famous from the perm and stash he's a footballer like right now the one thing I know about football is that Kevin Keegan was a fashion faux pas who could just fucking score goals oh his hair doesn't look that bad apologies Kevin Handsome chap. Retroactively uncancelling Kevin Keegan for not actually being looking that bad at all. Yeah. Uh, but you know, George touring the late 70s, even when you get to like the, the Cloud Nine album cover, oh terrifies my me. Fuck. It's George. horrible. Yeah, George, you did, you knew better. That was uh, uh, I don't dance. That was Sonic Seconds. Also, we didn't cover it. That's from High School Musical too. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I Where, don't, don't hit it out of the park. Sonic Seconds. We're into Vopan now. Where you go? Dylan, come here. Come here for a second. We've Dylan here on the pod for the first time, actually. I've, w- I've got one word to say to you. First of all, say hello. Hi, everyone. Explicit. Explicit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, though, it's a Mandela effect because it was explicit. It was explicit. <laughs> it was spelled explicit. And um, what was that Amy Winehouse song that was always explicit on Niall's computer? Was it When F-B-Pumps? you walk in the... Yeah. Yeah. Me that was the first song that was... Explict that I remember seeing. <laughs> yeah, another one. There was also a song on the iTunes called Effigy. Okay. That we pronounced. Effigy. We thought it was a figgy. And we thought it was hilarious as well. <laughs> Dylan, do you have a figgy? Sonic second? So two seconds from a track that you love. Do you want to bong on? Um, just two seconds. Just a moment. Um, wow. Oh my god. This is a really big question. I'm gonna say. Just the first, like, five seconds of Smooth Criminal is the funniest <laughs> intro to the song of all time. Like, right until Dude, the music oh, comes in. I know. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's all, folks. That's and for one final time, fuck Paul Weller. Oh, my God. oh, that's the quote, then. That's the quote. Oh, that's a good I was bit. coming in to, I was getting you in to ask for a quote, but that's it. Thanks for the cameo. Oh. Oh my god, yeah, me, me ordering you on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Paul Weller. This is 
Vopa. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh shit! Sorry, one more time. Welcome to Vopa. Yes, where we talk about instances where singers uh, or performers in general just cack it live. Uh, fuck Paul Weller comes from the day when we were stranded in Birmingham. Twi- mm. Was it, it felt like there was a million people there? Was there about eight, t- ten, eleven? It was all of us in you. Dylan and Morna, wasn't it? Was that it? Yeah, that was it. It's seven people. Yeah, in the room. Yeah, it was the four of yous and the three of us. It felt like there was 80,000 people at it. It felt so overwhelming. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> the gig got cancelled that day. We were snowbound in fucking Birmingham and Dylan just came out. What we were all thinking, which was... Well, Fuck Paul, Paul Weller. Weller. Those, it was so good. Those are the day that Dylan. It's also it's in the Dull Adventures. If people yeah. will find it. Dylan also introduced me to the concept of Nightcore and the fact that there's Stripes Nightcore. That yeah. Exists. Oh my god. But uh, yes, this is Vopa where we play instances as a set of singers or performers, and I say or performers in general because mine isn't actually a singer this oh. episode. But I let you go first. Okay. Mine, I have written down, but I don't remember <laughs> what it sounds like. Oh yeah. So this Vopa comes from the breeders, unfortunately. Oh no, not Kim and the sis. I know, and... What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal, Kim? Kim, this is the breeders. Is this, is this them on Jules? No. Okay. Uh, this is the breeders, uh, and this also sounds like such a good, you know, it sounds like something that's going to be great. Yeah. And it's the breeders doing So Sad About Us by The Who. Oh, brilliant. Um, so I was obviously, like, so excited to listen to this when I found it. I think... The girls just kind of fuck it here with this weird dissonant fucking note that (laughs) they go for. That was supposed to be beautiful and it sounded really, really off. I actually got a bit of acid reflux as that happened. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's fucking ropey. I know. I'm just disappointed for the girls. I'm disappointed in the girls. Well, because they can do it. I know they fucking can. Yeah. I know they have the potential and the ability. So I don't know why they were satisfied with that take. That wasn't live. No, Pete. I thought that was live. Hard. That's a studio recording. Oh, That's a studio for fucking recording. Fuck's sake. Let me see what the album is. That came out in an EP in 1992. I hear girls. Girls. That's a Sambos are on the way. Get her done. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're too tired to care anymore. That, that's very good. That's a very good vocab. Yeah. My one actually comes from... Uh, so, I happened to be uh, enjoying some downtime mm-hmm. and decided to use that downtime well and rewatch Winning London, the Mary-Kate and Ashley film. Class. Brilliant. One of the better ones. Really liked it. Mm. There's a taxi cab driver. They get into a taxi and starts this great montage, but the taxi is clearly like a character kind of taxi driver. They're like, we want to get like a London character. And he has one line in the film and he fucking whiffs it. No! Yeah, and you want it for him. But uh, no, again, and he's clearly like, you can tell by just by the head in him, you're like, you're definitely someone who like tried to do a bit of acting once, surely as well, or whatever. Or like just like a cheeky, chappy taxi driver and just, he has one line. And cacks it. And he wrecks it in a way that you're not ready for as well. Yeah. Honey, you I, I have to find the clip through a commentary thing because it's not actually up on YouTube itself. Oh, so to get it through that. I know, I know. But so, for context, they've just abandoned, they've just fucked off the school thing that they're doing and they're just having a taxi to go off and party or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the freaking type. Check out the fucking velvet bucket hat. Bitch, you ain't watching sports. <laughs> That's a sonic second for me. Yeah. Check out the velvet bucket hat. Anyway, listen to this taxi driver. You can actually look at it while you're at it as well if you want. Yeah, please. He's done Jimmy Ridley me back of me jam jar. In me back of me jam jam. In me back of me, me jam, jam jam. 
<laughs> but it's like clearly meant to say in the back of me jam jar. Uh, but it's like in me back of me, and you can tell he left turned around and went. Fuck! And yeah, he couldn't do second take. In me back of me jam jar. Oh mate, you're you cacked it, bro. You're in one film. You had one job. One job, and you said in me back of me jam jar. It was then he knew you, he, he fucked, fucked up. up. There's a Rennie on the floor. There's um, a Rennie on the floor. Rennie on the floor with a hair on with it. With a hair on it. Um, you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> For context as well, now the Rennie is just sitting on Pete's knee. knee. That's where it now lives. That was oh your intro, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck Paul Weller. That was Vopa. Singing, singing badly and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh shit, sorry, one more time. We'll do a quick, because there's actually been a very little music discussion this so far. We're going to do one last segment before we go, which is one we'll finish later. When you listen to chronic procrastinators, you get to hear ones we'll and it's a little track that you haven't heard yet. Whoa. And you oh my God, I'm getting a live performance. <laughs> what it's the because, fuck? Because the guitar is here, I was like, fuck it. Oh my God. Yes. Do you want me to hold that mic? If you yeah, could hold it, maybe. I'm going to sing this like, whispered or falsetto because I can't sing it in the key that it's in. <laughs> but... Which is always a good start. Bring that a bit forward. Yeah. If at work I hit my head, or if I fell at home instead, if the bathroom tiles were my downfall, could you be the one they call if I'm put on a bed with wheels and have to be spoon-fed my meals? If I don't like the soup and bread, would you eat it instead? If my life depended on a form that needed filling in Would your name fit in the space beside Next of Kin? Oh, nice! <laughs> you like that? I love that! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I did just turn around um, to see the ad on Pete's YouTube uh, with the winning London clip is Am I gay? LGBTQ quiz. Visit site. Which, funnily enough, I've been recommended that exact quiz. No way. So many times really? before. It's the question everyone's asking. The question on everyone's mind. Yeah, but that was next of kin. Nice, Cozy little ditty. Cozy little ditty. Ditty. And that was one we'll finish later. Yeah. And that concludes episode 31 of this episode. Quick recap. I had a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. I enjoyed this episode. It was a good episode. That was fun. I haven't been on this podcast in such a long time. Yeah. It feels nice. Yeah. We got to say they were in your room as well. Oh, yeah. We've all been different locations the last few episodes. It's been touring. All over the shop. All over the gaff. Right. Well, we don't have enough to do the sign up. Who else is in the house? Is Dylan still here now? Yeah, we'll get Dylan back. Oh, I never talked about the fact that we saw a labyrinth. Oh, you can bring it out if you want. You saw a labyrinth, didn't you? Saw a labyrinth last night. Amazing. Excellent. So fucked up. Dylan! Yeah. You doing anything? He's on the way. On the way. So, that's the ep- end of episode 31 of Higher Fidelity. I've been Pete. I've been Becky. And I've been Dylan. And we're reminding you to be rooting. Be tooting. And always be shooting. But most importantly, be, be kind. kind. Fuck Paul Weller. <laughs> <laughs>